Before we start the show this week, I just wanted to tell you about a webinar presentation I'm giving in conjunction with my friends at digital marketing agency Format. We'll be discussing how to build the business case to invest in updating your career site. We'll also be looking at how career sites are changing and talking through some great case studies from employers who are getting some impressive return on investment from their career sites. To find out more and to register, please go to www.format.com slash BC. That's www.format.com slash BC. Format is spelt with a number four, then M-A-T. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 79 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Over the last few years, there's been a proliferation in the number of talent acquisition tools and technologies which are available in the market. The pace of change shows no sign of slowing down, and it's increasingly difficult for talent acquisition leaders to know where they should be focusing their efforts. My guest this week is Lance Hahn, practice leader at the Star Conspiracy Intelligence Unit. The Star Conspiracy have recently published their 2017 Talent Acquisition Brandscape Report, a piece of research designed to help make sense of a confusing market. Keep listening to hear me and Lance discuss the report and generally geek out about talent acquisition technology. Hi, Lance, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here, Matt. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Um, for people who may not be familiar with um, you and your, your excellent work, um, could you sort of just introduce yourself and, and tell us who you work for and uh, what you do? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm Lance Hahn. I am a uh, practice leader and principal analyst for uh, the Star Conspiracy. And so the Star Conspiracy is a, uh, um, a basically a marketing agency that serves B2B software vendors. Uh, we've got a really good practice sort of in the uh, HCM uh, category. So we, we follow that. We, we've got a lot of expertise in, in that particular area. Um, so my background is, is, is in HR. I've spent my entire professional career uh, involved in it in some way. So I started my career as an HR practitioner. I, I started off in recruiting. Um, I moved into um, HR uh, management roles and, and those sorts of things. And then um, yeah, I, I moved over to ERE Media, which is um, kind of a preeminent publisher of, of uh, recruiting information and also has some uh, great conferences, which I know you've, you, you've been to a few of those. And I worked there for about three years uh, before coming here in 2013. So I've been uh, with the Star Conspiracy almost four years, and um, you know, I think one of one, one of one of the things we're we're really excited about is is just working in the human capital space and uh, working working especially in the talent acquisition side, which I know we're going to be talking about a lot about today. So you guys have just released um, uh, a report. Uh, t- tell us about that. What's the report about and what's the background to it? Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, so basically the 2017 Talent Acquisition Brandscape Report is is, is what we uh, recently published. It was, it was published, um, we, we released it February 8th. So what we try to do with, with this is, you know, we – 
we interact with with a lot of a lot of people in the market. Um, so lots of lots of times it's 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 just great kind of conversations. I've got a large long background in in the space. I've 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 been in here for almost fifteen years, so um, I, I I know it fairly well. Uh, but you know what we what we're trying to do with this is is really for us it's you know, kind of share our understanding of, of what's happening in the market. So um, we've done this across different categories. We did one on employee engagement. We did one on uh, HCM systems, you know, those traditional payroll and, and, and HRIS systems. So what we wanted to do with this one is really take a close look at talent acquisition and say, you know, what's happening here? And then, of course, since since our clients are almost exclusively vendors in this space, like how do they fit into this and what trends should they be paying attention to? As they're as they're planning out and looking at 2017, 2018, and beyond, um, what should they be paying attention to? And then where do they kind of stack up in the competition? And and how do they sort of fit into this really nebulous, uh, you know, category of of companies? Because we're, I mean, you know, and you're, you're you're you and your podcast listeners are are not strangers to this really rapidly evolving always changing um, aspect of down acquisition. So, you know, trying to take a moment of time, understand sort of where things are, where things are going um, is, is really where we do. So there's, there's a couple different components to the, to the uh, brandscape as far as, you know, doing sort of a, a vendor overview of, you know, where, where vendors are kind of placed in competitive potential, uh, competitive strength, how good their message is, how strong their brand is, uh, because we know that that really gives people visibility into it. Give an overview of those top vendors in the space, understand sort of what our impressions are of where, where they're at. And then, you know, give our, give kind of our research on kind of market share, market size, all that good stuff. Um, I will mention the fact that, you know, this, this, these are, uh, generally North America only um, numbers. So, you know, we're really looking at sort of the, that market. Um, love to expand these to, to more global, but since we, we do a lot of business in the States here, um, that's kind of where our focus is. But that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the gist of the report and, and what we're super interested in uh, sharing um, as part of that report. I mean, that's really interesting. And I think, um, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, with the North American thing, you know, what I tend to see is a lot of, um, a lot of uh, talent attraction trends, uh, particularly technology trends, uh, kind of to start in, um, uh, seem to start in North America anyway. So, um, you know, I think it's of interest to, to, to everyone who's, who's listening to the podcast, no matter, um, where in the world they might be. You, you, it, you used an interesting word there, which was nebulous when you were describing, um, the talent acquisition landscape. Um, I've just been kind of super aware that in the last sort of 18 months to two years, there's been a lot of change around, um, you know, round talent acquisition and, and how we define it and what's, what's kind of happening. What What's, what's, you know, before we sort of dive into some of the detail around the report, what's, what's your take on talent acquisition and how it's how it's been evolving recently? Yeah, that's that's a that's a big question. I mean, I think what what um, organizations are really grappling with, I think from from a from a broad recruiting spectrum is, I think there's there's really a two headed monster here. Is is that I think uh, folks are starting to 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 really. Uh, at least here in North America, struggle with sort of the the scale changes of, of recruiting. So you may you may need to hire 200 people um, in a month, and then you might not need to hire that many people for the rest of the year. You know, you, you need to be able to scale up and down. So I think actually one of the things that that's happening here in North America is that that there 
you know, companies are looking for uh, ways to sort of balance that out. So with with a mixture of services, technology, um, they're they're really looking at trying to figure out how do we deal with sort of those up and down trends of um, recruiting. That's it's it's just part of of the business. I think actually one of the things you know you, you say that I, mean, I think technology follows from North America to a lot of these other other markets. I think one of the things that we've kind of stolen from um, Europe and and APAC and, and and all those markets is is you know trying to be. Uh, more intelligent about you know relying on staffing organizations, on RPO agencies, uh, on on those sorts of uh, things as ways to supplement and and, and be smarter about uh, you know what staffing choices you're making for your internal organization versus what you're going to be using external. I think I think when I look at sort of that that's a big macro structure uh, struggle. And, and then the other thing I see that's happening kind of on a macro basis is just you know we we could get so much more information on. Uh, candidates, assessments. Uh, you know, uh, you know. There's there's some really great as, as you know my my background. Uh, you know, there's some great sourcing uh, stuff out there. You know, from from the folks that uh, go to SourceCon and and, and all those sourcing so, sourcing uh, conferences. There there's there's just some really great tools out there that you know don't have super broad uh, mark, market penetration at this point. So whenever we're looking at sort of you know, how can you add more intelligence to the the talent acquisition process, that's 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 one of the things that, that we're really interested in. So you look at things like AI, you look at things like you know robots proactively churning through uh, external uh, external candidates internal candidates, you know, going through your HRIS and, and, and figuring out, okay, is there, is there somebody inside the organization that can fill this really critical role for us? Um, and, and having like very little human intera- interaction or, or direction for, for those algorithms is really exciting. But I think there's also some, some natural trepidation as, as part of that. So I think, I mean, like when I look at sort of big macro trends, I think those are kind of the two biggest immediate ones that just stick out of my mind. And that kind of, for a lot of this report, kind of flow, flow through a lot of the, the big themes. Uh, I'll come back to AI and robots taking over the world um, in a second. But, <laughs> but, but, but before we kind of go into sort of more detail about that, um, I, I'm supposing that one of the biggest challenges of doing a piece of research like this, um, and it's certainly a challenge that I've had when I've when I've looked at this market, um, is actually categorizing the different segments of a vendor, um, you know, and the different types of, uh, you know, products and services that are out there. How, how do you guys break down um, the talent acquisition market? What kind of segments are you um, or categories have you have you identified that, that you use in the report? Yeah, that's that's a big question, isn't it? Because talent acquisition is huge, you know. So when we look at the talent acquisition market, we look at a, you know, globally, you're looking at over half a trillion dollars market when you take in the staff staffing at headhunter organizations. When you take in some of the like great vendor management solutions that are out there, um, freelance, uh, you know, labor uh, tools that are out there. So you, you, that's a huge report. This is already a big enough report, so I think we got I think we got fifteen thousand words on this thing. If you print the thing out, it's like sixty five pages long, um, so it's it's already long enough. So you know how we kind of categorized is we really wanted to look at sort of those companies that are really focusing in on what we think are the core 
areas of, of talent acquisition. So we kind of broke it up into five subcategories. Uh, so one is sort of candidate discovery. So sort of the, the ability to go out, um, find, find the people that you need to. So sort of if you're thinking of it from a marketing perspective, which I always do, of course, um, you're thinking of sort of that, that, top of the funnel you know how do you get people to, to recognize you see that you're out there um, those sorts of things then kind of a very traditional candidate management uh, perspective so you're looking at ATSs CRMs those sorts of things where um, they're really managing the flow from sort of that that funnel to um, you know kind of consideration and trying to manage that process within um, a lot of different types of organizations uh, then you look at candidate intelligence and that's really sort of the background screening the assessments all the things that you use to sort of bolster the decision-making process of, of um, recruiting. And then you got kind of two things that I think people were kind of surprised to see in the report. And, and one of those is RPO, um, which we're seeing a lot of, a lot of usage, usage, especially here in the United States, uh, but it, in close uh, quarters to their technology stack. So a part of the big consideration aspect of, of RPO is what technology, what's, what sort of innovative uh, features and technology are you bringing to the table? And how can we integrate our own systems so that you're recruiting um, as well or better, hopefully, than, than our own team? You know, uh, that's 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 a big part of the consideration. And then another one that's just starting to emerge that we were super interested in looking at is sort of this idea of candidate connection. And so how do you, you know, there's there's been so much uh, emphasis on the candidate experience and like, are, are we really putting our best foot forward uh, whenever we uh, talk to uh, all these candidates? What I was really interested in with that, with that particular area is what sort of things are we doing to, to make the holistic process better? both from a candidate's point of view, like where there's less pain to go through that application process, which there's a lot still, um, but also how, how can we help sort of incorporate those good decisions and better matchmaking um, into that process? That's a really emergent category where we're seeing just a, a, a few different providers sort of kind of starting starting to, to to make some noise in that in that category but something that we see a lot of potential in and, and i have to be honest i I'm, and, and be full full disclosure here, i'm part of the candidate experience council so it's it's something that is 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 really in the front of my mind as i'm kind of looking at a lot of these new technologies and you know i mean town acquisition is a huge category huge category of companies over a thousand um i think i think is 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 the number i've heard of, of different companies we only cover uh, about a hundred plus in this in this report. So I mean, it's it's really you know we're we're really looking at at those five subcategories as sort of a starting point for kind of our our discussion and under, our understanding of town acquisition. Yeah, this this is absolutely fascinating. I think um, you know I could talk to you for probably several hours about all of those categories. But just just with an eye on the clock, I'm just wondering, just just in terms of highlights, what what were the most innovative things that that, that you found or, or that you're seeing um, that kind of surfaced as you were researching the report? Yeah, for sure. So I, whenever I was looking at at this kind of, kind of from an innovation standpoint, uh, one of the things that I was just super like really interested in is just how much work has been done on sort of the predictive side of this. And, and so predictive can be both on sort of the candidate discovery side. So whenever you're going out and saying, okay, this, this person might be a good fit for our organization. We should reach out to this person to predictive from we've talked to this person. We've gotten a lot of information on this person. We've may have put them through an assessment. Let's figure out if this person's going to be a, a good fit. There's just been um, over the last 
probably 12 to 18 months. There's been so much work on, on, on this and there's still a lot of work to be done on, on, on this. So, you know, when we look at this, we look at folks like restless bandit, we look like at folks like Intello uh, that have done just really, really interesting work on, on this part. And then, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think part of that too is just, you know, how, um, and I, I think probably the second one there um, that, that we're probably looking at from kind of an innovation standpoint is just, you know, how are people uncoupling themselves from, from LinkedIn? Um, because and I won't, I won't neg uh, LinkedIn for, for, for anything, but I think there's some real concerns in the market. Like what's going to happen to that, that company as they get integrated into, into Microsoft, how open is that data going to be? I think there's a lot of big, big, questions and challenges, especially in North America, at least how much reliance and how much heavy reliance is, uh, done for, uh, is, is, is LinkedIn used for, for, for a lot of different hiring needs. Uh, so we're, I, I'm looking at those two things that I think there's, there's some interesting challenges, uh, there for sure. Uh, and there's a lot of innovation taking place to try to figure out how, how to handle those, those two separate issues. Um, that's, that's, that's probably the two biggest ones that I've, I've, I've noticed. And I definitely want to keep an eye on the clock too, but, and I could talk about this forever, but those are two really good ones. I think that we we're kind of, we're kind of keeping an eye on. So one of the sections of the report looks at, um, you know, future trends, things that you guys have got your, uh, got, got your eye on. Now, can you, you know, we mentioned AI and, and robots and things like that. Can, can you sort of talk us through, um, you know, the trends that you, the, the future trends you identify in the report? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the, so, so a couple of trends that I'll, I'll highlight here is, is sort of the ATS and everybody loves to hate on the ATS, right? Cause, um, and for good reason too, because it's 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 oftentimes like not a very good good process. And really, when we look at the ATS, I think from a macro scale, if you look at just what it's doing, like it's it's not really advanced the way that we would hope, you know. So I think a lot of recruiters want to kind of get out of the the old style of sort of you know this is just my digital version of the file cabinet I used to have, and I've just got to manage it the same the same way. Um, there's got to be more innovation there. We're just not we're not seeing it. So right now, ATS all ATS is serving is sort of that um, it's it's sort of the recruiting system of record at this point. So everybody everything has to tie into it. Everything has to go through it um, yeah, eventually. But a lot of a lot of organizations are trying to figure out ways to work around it, um, and it doesn't it doesn't work because a lot of that those ATSs build in compliance checks, all of those important things that definitely need to be happening. Um, but it's 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 really challenging. So we're 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 definitely seeing some um, like really interesting things from uh, like Jazz HR, um, Smart Recruiters, uh, Greenhouse Lever. Uh, all those, all those companies are kind of doing some like interesting things to try to figure out sort of what's the way forward, what's the next step, what's ATS 2.0. Um, we haven't seen sort of like a clear vision for that. And I think the other one that uh, I like to talk about is sort of the you know the the disappearing services and technology divide. And so I, I talked a little bit about um, you know kind of the increasing role of RPOs in, in, in North America, staffing organizations, those sorts of things. But really, I think what recruiting le- leaders are looking at are they're looking at outcomes. They're looking at saying like, how do I hire the best people for my organization in the right time? Uh, you know, they're they're looking at it strategically, and so they're 
they're looking at the combination of tech. So, so people are less insistent, like it has to be a technology solution. It has to be a staffing organization that we're using. They're, they're going to look at, they're going to say, you know what? Getting a new ATS system is going to be like, it's, it's going to be compared to using an RPO or using a staffing organization, or using a temporary hire organization uh, to, to get these roles. Like we're going to compare these all across the board. So the competitive landscape is getting more confusing. And then you're seeing uh, companies like Jobvite move into sort of, you know, more job distribution. They're, they're going closer to, to candidate discovery and they're to make candidate intelligence better. So you're, you're sort of seeing this sort of, uh, you know, we, we call it kind of the uh, ebb and flow of, uh, of categorization where you see companies really moving outside of that. You see CareerBuilder, you know, adding HCM capabilities. They're adding, um, they're adding you know, new candidate intelligence and assessment tools to, to, to their, to their uh, solution. So they're, you know, they're expanding beyond just, just kind of being known as job boards. So you, you see a lot of those, those different changes. Those are kind of, the, I mean, we're kind of looking at those future trends. I mean, we got five big ones that, that we mentioned, but those are two ones that I see like just um, really impact, impacting a lot of different organizations that we, we end up talking to. So sort of final question, you know, final thoughts. You, you talked about, you know, this dizzying rate of change. We've, we've both identified that there's been a huge, um, you know, development and shift in the, in the market in the, last, in the last couple of years. Do, do you think that, that that pace of change and that, that pace of development is, is going to continue? Is it going to get quicker? Um, or is there going to be sort of, um, you know, a, a bit of consolidation um, around how the market works? I mean, one of the, I mean, so we, we obviously study a lot of different areas of, of the HCM landscape. And one of the interesting things about talent acquisition is that there's always, there's always money coming into talent acquisition. There's always budget to buy new things. There's always new solutions. There's always shiny objects to chase. Um, so, I mean, uh, there's, there's, there's definitely a point in time where, um, you know, some macroeconomic things can happen. So, um, you know, a global slowdown economic slowdown could definitely change the change the pace. Um, but that would only, you know, I, I think we're going to see continue to see cons- consolidation um, as sort of these categories sort of battle it out as sort of, you know, we kind of figure out, okay, is ATS really going to take the mantle and really be this hub of recruiting? Um, and, and then you're going to say like, it's good. You're going to treat it the same way as talent management, where um, are you going to do kind of a best of breed approach where you're just going to be tapping in all of these different solutions, you know? So I talked to one organization um, recently, they have almost three dozen different talent acquisition solutions tying into one another in a really like complicated spaghetti on the plate mess, you know? So are you going to take that sort of approach, which I would not necessarily recommend three dozen uh, talent acquisition solutions for any organization, or are you going to take kind of a, a sweet approach where you say like, I'm going to buy ISIMs or Jobvite or, you know, success factors or oracles. And uh, we're going to deal with the, with the technology that they've got. We're going to try our best to, to not, put put a bunch of things into this thing um so i think we're going to see that sort of same battle uh sort of uh kind of figure it figure itself out but i think for the most part you know we're going to continue to see new new companies coming into this space uh we're going to continue to see people sort of get confused about what fits into what category what's the sort of value proposition for these these new technologies how could they make my life better what kind of outcomes can, can these guys solve and then you know, as as those start start to develop out, the big apex players, um, 
suites, you know, like work, Workday is, is working on, on a recruiting platform. They continue to uh, try to grow that base. Success Factors, Oracle, IBM, all those big guys will continue to try to bring in those little solutions to sort of try to take that suite approach while the job bites, ISIMs of the world also try to take a really specialized approach to try to make the right sort of plugins to their platform to make it that ideal platform. So, um, I don't know if there's a too long didn't read on, on on that, but there's. I mean, we continue to see growth. I think it's going to be mostly trended to, um, you know, if 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 there's if there's a global slowdown, if if uh, you know if if hiring slows down uh, globally, um, that could certainly impact. I think the the pace of of new companies, but we know even through the recession, there was new recruiting technologies coming out. There was a lot of a lot of companies that were that were founded in 2007, 2008 um, that are still around, still kicking, and still doing really well. So so we know that it's possible, and we know that um, that growth will continue for sure in this in this segment. Interesting times indeed. So um, I'm sure that uh, people will want to read the report for themselves. Where, where can they find it? Yeah, if, if you go to, to the starconspiracy.com, and that's a star with two R's, um, we've got a link to the report there. Uh, you can also, if, if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at The Lance, and uh, I'm, I'm always happy to answer questions. And that's probably the easiest way to get, get in touch with me. Um, but yeah, so uh, those those two places are where you can, you can find information and, and get your questions answered if you have any. Lance, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. My thanks to Lance Hahn. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, or via your podcasting app of choice. Just search for Recruiting Future. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.